0: This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge, because those are plays. Geek Hearing is working to bring female-identifying geeks into
1: their prime, to be the role models, dreams and voices. About to show these boys how we do
0: it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? Now, I do, I love you. From now on. You do as I do. You may the ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Ready for this? Welcome to Geek Haring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Amanda, and with me today is my wonderful, hilarious, awesome co-host monica i've got i got nothing my tank ran empty i was like we didn't i don't think that i've got anything else to say here hey hi how are you
1: (laughs) hi good morning as i wanted to say it's not even necessarily true hi how are you thank you very much for the introduction um i don't know what else you said
0: but hi amanda (laughs) hi i'm good thanks you're welcome very much for the introduction (laughs) 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 <laughs> it's how it seems like we haven't
1: done this in ages, which is not true. We did we did it two weeks ago. <laughs> so this time it's like what the fuck
0: is going on? I don't but know. Been... Sometimes shit just happens, and it's weird.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those days, I suppose.
0: Yes. <sighs> so
1: you said you good. How of... are you? how How was your day? What have you done? What's news with you? My
0: my day has been a bit strange. I woke up at like twenty to seven this morning, um, quite early for me. And I was like, oh, I might get up. And then I was like, no, I don't really want to get up. Maybe I'll read. So I like lay in bed reading. And then I put my book down and put my glasses on top of my book. And next thing I knew it was like 10 o'clock and my glasses were on the bedside table. And I was like, well, what's going on? Um, and so I've just had quite a really slow morning um, reading and then getting up and reading some more. And, you know, I haven't even had a cup of coffee. What? What? I know Today? Yeah, I haven't Until had Until now? I don't, I haven't Who even had one. Who the fuck are you? I, I, I just realized I forgot. Day ruined. Damn it. What? I mean, glad
1: that you realize now that your day is ruined in hindsight after, like, passing lunchtime and not noticing it didn't have coffee. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit shockist,
0: I gotta say. Me too. I, um... I don't know how it happened, because I remember saying, I need to mum. I said, I need to get a coffee. And um, I didn't. I just didn't get a coffee. Huh.
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean what is this day?
0: <laughs> Honestly. Oh, God. So, that's been my day. Wow. What's yours?
1: Well, yesterday evening, well, yesterday I was all pissed and annoyed and was just sitting here in my fuming along and was like am I gonna stay up until forever again or am I just gonna go to bed so I decided I go to, uh, will go to bed at a proper time like not at like 2am as the last weeks that I did so I went to bed with a weirdo and starting 2am I started to go out with a dog every two fucking hours because he has ass piss and he has diarrhea and needs to shit every two hours so oh, that like no. went like so- straight out of the window my 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 thing to be like have like a good night's sleep or whatever <laughs> so so that's that's what it, that's my that's what i'm doing today going out with the dog every two ish hour two ish hours or something it gets like longer now during towards the evening but like ugh, i don't want to have kids Yoshi. i'm so glad i'm not having kids i know yeah
0: yeah he's like just otherwise imagine. he's like
1: fine and also he's also like
0: not- his bum must be so sore
1: I know, I know.
0: His poor little He must be, so I also had
1: had to wash his ass because, obviously, a lot of fur and, like, (laughs) diarrhea doesn't work very well, so I also need to wash his ass. I'm like, oh, God. But he's otherwise in a, like, uh, not, like, bad mood. Like, he's not, like, lethargic or whatever. He's, like, normal, and when we're out, he's, like, running around. He just really needs to shit when he needs to shit, right? So, and then Mm -hmm. it's all... Sorry for the poop talk. But it's all not not great then. But otherwise he's like good in good spirits, I feel like. Um I so feel like well, that's, that's that's still something.
0: fine. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um so um thanks for that. And no um, problem. <laughs> believe it or not, um, we're not here to talk about Yoshi's bum <laughs> piss. Um <laughs> We have bad We're have. here to talk, to talk about. about. <laughs> yeah, like Moon Knight. Marvel's yes, latest exactly. TV show that we loved. That mm-hmm. I loved. I can't Dude. speak for Monica. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, in my ranking
1: of Marvel shows it's probably not the one I like the most but it's also really hard to kick Loki off, off the throne there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel that's because you have like already have relations to Loki, I feel. And after all mm-hmm. the movies you've seen him in, so I feel like there is more connection there. So it's also easier to just like be excited about it. Um But it was better than I thought it was going to be because I had no clue. Like I didn't know the comics and I just saw these mm-hmm. weird trailers that weren't really saying me anything, right? So I was like, what the fuck is this even about? I have no idea um it also took me a while until i got started but yeah i agree it's like better than i like better than expected Mm -hmm. um and also i think i like it more than a bunch of others where i would have connection to to the characters already
0: yeah that's fair i also didn't know anything about it i haven't read the comics and um yeah, I had no idea what I was getting into. Just that, like, it was the next one, so I was hyped about it because that's what you do. Um, yeah. In this like Marvel fan fan girliness. I'm like, heck yeah, next Marvel one, hell yeah, I'm watching it. You know it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're in this frame now where it's like, we just watch everything that has Marvel written on it. Even Basically. though I have, still haven't finished What If, I have to say. Oh, what if Tom's gonna be good. like, "Excuse me." Yeah.
0: Um, <sighs> just as an aside, and no spoilers. Um, but Tom and I went to see Doctor Strange last night and the Multiverse Ooh. of Madness, and uh, there were tie-ins to What If. Um, so, like, oh, I think it would have been. I <laughs> need to, to watch What with, If like, before I watch. I mean, I don't think it would be. A disaster if you hadn't, but I think that there, like, there was tie-ins that would um, make more okay. sense if you had seen. What if? Then I really need to try it again. Try to not fall
1: asleep during them, and then, then make it through the, to the end.
0: I was yes. almost
1: at the end, but I got then I got fell asleep again or something. You're the worst. I know, I know. I've really noticed I'm this comfort person kind of thing because I, I start to, whenever on social media, I feel like a lot of people, like, I, I, I that's some kind of weird fixation thing for me, I feel like, where I'm like, I, I can fix, like the my binging thingy is also like, I'm just listen to the same song all day on repeat for a couple of days potentially until i don't want to listen to it anymore and i don't know a lot of other people mm-hmm. who can do that like the weirdo can't even finish a song and switches it after five seconds so i feel like i'm doing total opposite and the same thing goes for like series and shit i can just i mean i've watched freaking mm. heartstopper eight times by now <laughs> and, and i'm just wow. like and i also You'll know heart
0: By heart, (laughs) stop.
1: Sorry, that was a really, really bad joke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do get that with music. Um, I get it less with TV shows, um, but I do get it with music. Like, basically, for the last eight months, nine months, I haven't listened to anything other than The Amazing Devil. And if I do put something else in the rotation, I like listen to it for, I don't know, an hour max. And I'm like, I actually don't want to listen to this. And I amazing devil back on so i i do get it like that's it that's the only music that's been in my ears so yeah yeah
1: i don't know it's just also this really i feel the comfort bit is also kind of i don't know yeah this is massive also with music and with the with um series as well so that's also why i feel it's sometimes hard for me to start something new same thing with um <laughs> same thing with um, what if because I've then always just fell, fell off it I don't know hmm. but I Moon Knight
0: it. is the one we're talking yeah, about now we're talking about Moon Knight um, so I'm going to preface this by saying this from here on spoilers because um, yeah. that's that's what we want to talk about I wouldn't about. even know how to talk about it Mm-mm. before
1: um, because otherwise like I wouldn't know what to say. That's not
0: spoiler, to be honest. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, that's that's that. Um, spoiler warning starts now. Whoop, whoop. That was a spoiler warning.
1: Left <laughs> the left the the fancy music to it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so basically. Um, the series starts out by meeting Stephen. I already forgot his second name, even though I've read it before. Grant. Grant, thank you. Fuck me. I've read it before. And I,
0: was, I told I you I watched s- it on the weekend. <laughs> I know. I have the plot summary in front of me if you would like me to just read it.
1: Yes, perfect. <laughs> okay.
0: Mood Knight follows Stephen Grant, a mild-mannered gift shop employee who becomes plagued with blackouts and memories of another life. Stephen discovers he has dissociative identity disorder and shares a body with mercenary Mark Spector. As Stephen and Mark's enemies converge upon them, they must navigate their complex identities while thrust into a deadly mystery among the powerful gods of Egypt.
1: That's totally not how I would have described it. So good, good for reading it out. <laughs> we do not kind of do not I mean I don't know what season what what, what episode it happened but we kind of don't really know what's going on um for a couple of episodes feel like right one or two episodes I don't know
0: yeah like the whole kind of show it was a bit like what is going on is this one person or two people or yeah or what, what is happening right now but um basically from the very first episode we learned that um this person has dissociative identity disorder. And there are at least two alters inside, taking control at times. But, but he doesn't know
1: it. And when, when we get to know him, he doesn't know it. He knows that he has issues. Well, he, he knows that there are moments where he doesn't know where he, where he wakes up in different places without having a memory of what has happened. So he knows that and he thinks he's sleepwalking, right? So he ties himself to the bed. Uh well to 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 his flat basically um and like has pro- like ways to see whether or not he has left his bed or not um to 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 for him to be like okay this night nothing has happened and because he has like sand around his bed and like a uh sticky thing at the door to see whether or not he opened the door um. So he he took all these measures to make sure that he knows whether or not he's been out or not at night. And he sleepwalked according to himself. Um, um and then to, to reassure himself in a way that this hasn't that, that this didn't happen. However, he still likes and he also kind of tries to not really fall asleep. Like he's struggling at the be- the first episode of so to to stay awake because he doesn't because he doesn't know what's happening when he's because he's aware that things are happening he doesn't know what's happening so he just wakes up in weird fucking places he's also kind of like not very popular i would say like he's working in a museum at a gift shop and he's just selling gifts and nobody really like his boss is like a, an absolute bitch to him and he's but he's really interested in all things egypt right like he knows because he's working there there's like this exhibition of egyptian things and he's like super into it and and knows everything about it um um but yeah he's not really getting any any anything from from the boss and like doesn't really seem to have lots of friends either like he's not one that I think like his his colleague doesn't even know his actual name he calls him Scoss all the time (laughs) so it's like it doesn't seem to have like anyone who's like really close friend with 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 him there now we just wake up somewhere in the countryside and something that looked very much like Austria turned out to be Germany then Mm
0: mm-hmm
1: because of the number of plates, I saw there was Germany. Oh, there you go! Look at
0: you, <laughs> <laughs> European knowledge. Um, yeah, and he he does find out in that first episode that he's uh, that there is another alter in, inside um, called Mark Spector, um, and the the series like follows them kind of fighting with each other for control of this body. And um, Mark is also the avatar of the Egyptian god Khonshu. Khonshu? Um, Khonshu. There we go. I was trying to find where that end went. (laughs) Um, Because that's uh, one of the main premises of Moon Knight, is that we're now in the Egyptian pantheon of gods, um, bringing in a lot of Egyptian and Arabic Um, iconography and history and culture and um, which can I just say like it's fantastic and there has been a lot of praise the the director of Moon Knight was Egyptian um, or is Egyptian and it was really nice to see um, you know the Middle East and Arabic cultures portrayed in such a positive light instead of Mm. as terrorists or like people who live in the desert because like Cairo which is where many much of this show took place it's a metropolis like it is mm-hmm. a bustling city with skyscrapers and like it's so modern and yeah okay if you look over you can see the pyramids of giza like they are there <laughs> i mean but that's fucking but, incredible like i feel right. like pyramids are, it doesn't really matter whether
1: they're hot mean i mean that's just like what city fucking has visual access
0: to like one of the world's wonders or whatever like i'm just it's just exactly. incredible it's amazing um but like just as a quick comparison to money knight's absolute favorite movie wonder woman 84 um which portrayed (laughs) egypt as you know basically the middle ages like with sheiks which don't even exist in egypt apparently and um like sand and desert and like that was supposed to be in cairo and it was not an accurate representation of what egypt that was supposed to be in cairo I think so. That, According to one of the articles I read, yes, it was supposed to be in Cairo. And I'm like, okay. I mean, that movie was
1: just so fucking bad on so many fucking <laughs> so levels, many levels that I didn't, that didn't even clock me because I was too pissed about so much other bullshit in this movie mm-hmm. that it didn't even clock me that that's probably not right.
0: Like, mm-hmm. fucking hell. Yeah. So um, we have that aspect where they're like Moon Knight is portraying this uh, Egyptian and Arabic culture in a, such a positive light. And then not only do we get our, an introduction to Marvel's first Arab superhero, we also have a little girl approach her. This is, um, we haven't actually talked about her at all yet, but I'm just so excited. I'm going to say it. Um, little girl approaches her and says, Are you an Egyptian superhero? And this woman, so female Arabic superhero, says, Yes, I am. And it was such a powerful moment. I think, like, it was really, um, really exciting to see such mm. a, like, th- this woman kicking ass in her, like, yeah. awesome costume. Um, and, yeah, no, I, I just... What, and Her, what's, what, her what name in the I show, by the way, is at- Lila L. Fooley. Um, so. I was just looking...
1: I remember looking it up while I was watching it. Um... What her name is, because Scarlet Scarab, I forgot it again. Yes. Obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. Um, because also, I feel like the so uh, Lila <laughs> El Fuli is the is the turns out in the show to be the wife of Mark Specter, who is the one as, as, as Amanda said, the avatar of one of the Egyptian ghosts. No, not ghosts. Gods, gods. Gods is what I mean. <laughs> Words are really hard. <laughs> it's a god, it's not a ghost. They're friends. Um, and basically how that works with the gods and the avatar is kind of, they bind themselves to the gods and they need to do what they do. They're kind of in their... Like, they're not really... They don't have a lot to say what they want to do on their own if the god's calling them. They need to do that. Um and I feel like what is so epic about Scarlet Scarab who is also like Layla El Fool is the woman uh, the woman the wife of Mark Spector (laughs) um then in the end becomes the avatar of another god um whose name I forgot Tawid uh Tawarit yeah um Tawarit but Tawarit only with the pool who is a hippo by the way who is a, that's re- that was really funny she's amazing it's just, mm-hmm. she's she, amazing she, she's just so cool um but she's the one who then says she's only doing it when she can stay herself and i feel like that is incredible because everybody else um just like gave themselves up for the gods and she was like you want me i can help you we can do this but only if i decide and mm-hmm. i feel as a woman doing that also with like in like uh with the context that it's playing in right where where People are also like, women have nothing to say in this culture and blah, 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 blah. She's just like, I'm gonna do this shit on my fucking terms and I will help you and I'm gonna be badass,
0: but only the way I want to be. And I feel that was just mm-hmm. incredible. Um Yeah, I completely agree. She was one of the characters in this show that just blew me away. Like she was mm-hmm. such so, like her her morals, her ethics, her values and like standing up for herself, it was oh uh, it was what we Mm. need to see yeah and like can you imagine now being a young like egyptian girl having her as your role model like
1: amazing
0: unreal yeah amazing yeah Yeah. also
1: Mm -hmm. because she had also just such an epic costume i feel like they did such a great job with that it's just something that i was like i want this too i know i know i want to be you when i grow up yeah can you imagine um but yeah, and so in essence, it the the entire show kind of um, uh, works around the about about multiple things. So on the one hand, there is this um, duality between Spectre and um, Grant. So Stephen and Mark, they are both like kind of trying to get to terms with each other. What what is going on? Like, and you as a viewer also kind of trying to figure out what what exactly is happening, right? So is it like two people is it like is it actually like what is it i feel like that's kind of for a long time i was like well what what is this going to turn out turn into in the end that's what what was um coming up for me a lot and then they're fighting other gods at the same time so they're working with each other trying to figure out each other and uh, at the same time trying to uh prevent the doings of another god who is trying to with his avatar or with her avatar with their avatar um, I think it was the crocodile god forgot the name again um, trying to basically yeah kill people before they've done something wrong so get rid of people on the in the world that haven't done anything wrong yet but because she she knows their path um basically getting rid of them before anything bad can happen. Whereas the god that um Spectre is the Avatar of um is one that punishes after the fact. And so they have like this disagreement where or where, where she's like, I'm my way's better because there won't be any bad like Hitler wouldn't have not been born and well would have not have been able to commit all the crimes. And, um, the other one is like, well, but you get rid of people and even children, um, even though they haven't done anything. So they aren't even, aren't even able to decide their own fate in a way. So have you, those two storylines kind of working aside next to each other. Um, which is really was really interesting and a nice nice balance. I feel like, also the evil avatar from Amit the crocodile was Ethan Hawke.
0: Yeah, found- Ethan Hawke um, playing the role of Arthur Harrow. Um,
1: yeah. Hmm.
0: Um, which fun fact? Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke are next door neighbors in real life and that's no how shit. Ethan Hawke actually got the audition like he was like hey uh, Ethan Hawke you want to play the bad guy in my new show no shit love that Elsa yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> just
1: looked at him and was like I've gotten old since that Poet
0: Society <laughs> honestly yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but I mean like at the same time it just is just like I'm like, I'm also like, I feel like you don't notice how old you're getting until you see someone else is like visually older or someone young that was like so young is also like
0: already an age where you're like, you can't be that age, you're only like a baby. <laughs> I know, um, I know. Um, so Arthur Harrow is this like, he almost comes across as this religious fanatic trying to garner, um, love and adoration from people for Amet, the Egyptian god um, that he serves and that he's the avatar for. And um, he he has this tattoo on his forearm of, like, the scales of justice. Um, And using the tattoo, he can judge people's fate, um, like, whether they're going to be, do something good with their life or bad with their life. And if the, the scales on his arm judge them as bad, even if it hasn't happened yet, He they, they just die like, th- right then and he there. He sucks the so, life
1: out of them.
0: <laughs> literally. And then like eventually all of his followers and all these new followers of Amit get the same ability. Um, so obviously like this can turn into kind of absolute bedlam and mass murder and like it's not great. Like it was it was really harrowing actually at a few points. I was like, oh my gosh like imagine. But don't. I feel it's so. I
1: feel it's such a weird position in that one again because you're like, yes, obviously. How how like I feel it's like this moral conundrum, right? Because on the one hand you're like, yeah, well, it doesn't seem like. How far can you go, right? Is is because yes, if w- Hitler wouldn't have existed, there would not be a lot of like there would be way less pain on one hand in the world, right? But then. That also doesn't include the ability to be able to like change or or, or grow or whatever as a person. Um, but at the same time, what they also had was because they were already had this kind of communities where people were already like scaled out and like, uh, uh they already said whether or not they're uh, they're they're on the good side or on the bad side of the scale or whatever. Um, but they had that their community as a whole had like proper like growth and also like a big humanitarian aspect where I feel like they were living a great life because of how they built their community. So it could at the same time feel like, well, this seems like not the really bad idea, but at the same time, how far can you go? Right. So I feel like Mm -hmm. this is, as you say, if you, if they spin it in the way they did it, then it's like, obviously this massive thing of, we're all totally fine with killing over all these people, then in the end that obviously morally also makes you horrible, right? So so is it I feel like this is such a philosophical discussion about moral values, which would work totally well on the good place as well. Mm-hmm. Because you could totally discuss this and I remember oh my that City in this discussion, please. I know <laughs> I do remember having this discussion once at uni, but not not at uni, but like we went to for drinks with a group of people after some after lecture was over, and one was like really properly adamant about like something very specific, and I'm like, Pfft. but but then again, like moral and philosoph- philosophical discussions about this, I were just really interesting also theoretically and then when you put it in practice which you can see what they tried in the movie and you feel like you can see bits of it but then you obviously get to a point where like this is wrong like they are not necessarily the ones they consider themselves evil and a lot of it isn't, right? Like a lot of it is like you see how how well the how well all these communities kind of work and how, how how it kind of in theory makes sense when you go to a place of well, a lot of the horrible things that already happened wouldn't happen, but then obviously life is not always just great, right? Like that doesn't that's not justifying it, but it's just, a, just an interesting thing to mind fuck about. <laughs>
0: Mhm. It is and like people in in those communities like it, in Ar- Arthur Harrow and Amits community for example um like they they are zealots um but they're idealists for themselves right so they don't see that what they're doing is wrong they they just want to do the good thing for the good of the world um
1: Yeah.
0: It's totally total aside but a book that I'm reading right now has um has something similar where it's a vigilante uh, ex-cop going after like drug dealers to get them off the streets, but it's not giving them the chance to have their own justice and their own trial and like, um, you know, stand up for themselves and to be accountable for their actions and learn and grow. And like, if we're not letting people learn and grow, you know, what really is the point? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: We talk about that quite a lot, money. I know, but... (laughs) <laughs> Learning and growth. um but one thing um that when Moni actually sent me a message she was like a finished moon night and she was like but i don't know how they did the dis- uh, dissociative identity disorder um yeah like how how well was it done so i think like we would be doing moon night a disservice if we didn't talk about that yes
1: it's true because when I finished it, I, as as you said, I messaged you and I like I, I liked it, but I have a couple of things where I'm like, one, how well was this done? Like how well? Because obviously, then it turns out to be a mental health issue. It's becoming the uh, dissociative identity disorder, and and then I'm like, and we because we had a lot have a lot of like Hollywood movies that like take it and sensationalize it. So I after watching it, I couldn't personally. I was sitting there, and was like. Was this sensationalized? Wasn't was it not? Is there a good this depiction of what's going on uh with people who suffer from it or people who live with it and 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 the second part is how much have they westernized all the Egyptian bits of the movie, right? And all the, the, the goddess all the all the culture, all the Egyptian the Egyptian culture in it. Um because I also couldn't, like, kind of couldn't say, because obviously you don't see a lot of it uh, in, like, mainstream TV. So I'm like, hmm, is it too much? Is, like, a 3D animated hippo too much? But then the on the other end, well, maybe it isn't. Like, it, it, it was just really tricky. But yes, uh, um, um, the idea
0: is the, the first thing where I was like, hmm...
1: Mm-hmm. Just going what did back you think really a little bit more
0: than a little bit of 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 a hippo head because, a what I studied, a was what i studied uh I, I was i was very interested in like egyptian um a like, in bit gods a little bit of a little and of a little bit of a little bit of a little of them do have um, of Iris, uh, Isis, sorry, has wings, and um, there's, like, the cat goddess, and um, mm-hmm. does it is, is a hippo, and then there's the crocodile, like, um, Ahmed is a crocodile, and um, Konshu it's a hard one to say, um, I think actually is, like, a bird god. Um, so mm-hmm. seeing, like, them uh, portrayed as, like, 3D CGI, like, representations in the TV show was i don't think it was disrespectful i actually think that it was like honoring mm-hmm. how the gods actually were yeah i'm sorry just an aside there <laughs> no no no, the totally.
1: <laughs> no no totally and like that's that's just and i also actually i actually do think that like the conchu was really well like i just think he was really well done of it also reminded me a bit of death death store the video game mm. for some reason but I feel like he was very mythical and he was very but the hippo was because she was such a funny one right it, it because of her character you were like is this honoring her now but then why should gods not be funny at the same time like she was just this sassy sassy hippo lady mm-hmm. <laughs> who was just really nice and stuff as well and but and, and it but it also comes from a really western approach to a feel god as well when and you learn here when you only have this one god rule stuff that you shouldn't like paint like you're not allowed to depict god as or paint him or whatever based on the all on all the uh the ten thingies forgot the name the you know ten what I mean commandments? Okay, yes so you're not allowed to like visualize god as something and then having uh series like like a western studio like marvel go ahead and do it that's
0: where i was like is this okay like are we good with this or or not or yeah i know what you mean and i think a lot of it does come down to the the casting and the direction and the production team because the the like the a lot of those people especially the director like they they were egyptian yeah and so like there there it wasn't as if it was like a holy western team going in yeah there was people from that culture um directing Mm -hmm. um the most important aspects of the culture and i think that they they did it sensitively and they did it well and they made it fun yeah
1: um so yeah and it's also just based on my absolute No knowledge of the subject that I was like, are
0: we good here? (laughs) And the same thing. And I think that that's valid because, like, Hollywood is awful and has for so long, like, perpetuated negative stereotypes and, like, this Orientalism, which comes across, like, not just in uh, Egyptian and Arabic culture, but across, like, all of Asia and all of Africa and, um, like, making making it very much the other. Whereas, well, Derb. I I don't want to get into that because I might actually get angry. But <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but let's just say Hollywood fucks up a lot yes. and and yes. is responsible for a lot of uh, opinions, public opinion based on how um, Arabs are portrayed in movies. And yeah, bullshit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Chief also said that they were in Egypt last month. Lots of gods were definitely depicted as humans and animals. The lore is really deep, complicated, and uh, mature. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I, believe it. I mean, also, like mm-hmm. the, the the all the Roman and Greek gods, right? They all do like a lot of filthy shit. <laughs> it's oh just that they the, like. <laughs> like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, I mean, like it's just like the Catholic part of everything that's like, we are all we don't touch anything, whatever, and all the other know, religions are like, this "Let's gangbang,
0: like- <laughs> Bacchanalia for all." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Why did we move it? Why, 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 why did anybody think that was a good idea?
0: Like, I don't know. Prudes be prudes, yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> prudes be prudes, yo. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyways, um, dissociative identity disorder. Yes. So we we looked into it because, as Moni was saying, we didn't know. We we don't know. Was it was it well done? Um, and and we found, actually, surprisingly, not surprisingly, that I don't know. overall, I think um, it the way that they portrayed dissociative identity disorder in Moon Knight was pretty pretty darn good.
1: Yeah, which came a bit as a surprise for me because when we started looking it up, I was like there are so many articles saying this is a good job. I'm, I
0: don't know what to think of that now. <laughs> um, yeah, um, like and these articles were not just on you know like pop culture websites. Like they they yeah. came from medical like journals and mental health publications and websites and like overall, Moon Knight has done a pretty great job of of. You know, showcasing what it might actually look like for some people with dissociative identity disorder.
1: Also, apparently, did this big did instead of word note, but they showed it really well how and why um, people develop it, and it's because of massive trauma in the childhood, right? And that's all bits that you could see in Moon Knight very, very well. Um, and I feel what they also did is try to show that the an integration is possible and then it's not doesn't has to be something that is this thing that makes threatens you threatens the person in itself if you know what I mean like yes, there are multiple um alters in a person, but that doesn't mean that you do actually have like this these. The way that it started out in the show, where it says like this absolute no knowledge of whatever's happening, and this and to as if it didn't exist in the blackouts and stuff, that's not, um, I lost my train of thought there. (laughs) Um,
0: The places where I that that the article said, um, that they maybe didn't do as as good of a job is that, um, DID usually happens before the age of six, before uh, a child's personality fully forms. Um, as like a cohesive personality. So um, the the way it was described is that um, usually there's like the home life personality and the school life personality, and that around age six they come together and form a child's personality um, as a whole whole experience. However, if something traumatic happens to the child before that, like severely tra- traumatic, um, that's when um, DID can happen and alter personalities can can form to protect. a child from uh, dealing with that massive, severe trauma. Mm -hmm. And um, so where Moon Knight got that wrong is that they showed this happening, they showed Mark creating Steven around or just before Mark's ninth birthday. So they're saying Mm -hmm. that, like, that isn't necessarily accurate age-wise. However, the way that they portrayed it happening is accurate more or less mm-hmm. accurate for many people yeah. with the ID. Um, and then the other, one of the other things was that um, usually there's like a main personality, which in this case um, we learn is Mark. Mark Spector is kind of the main personality. And um, the main personality is not often aware of the other alters. Sorry, not always aware of the alters. Um, however, the alters are usually aware of that they are alters, that they're, um that there is like a main uh, main altar and they're not it. Um but in this case um Mark being the main personality knew uh, knew of at least Stephen as an altar. Um mm-hmm. but uh Altar is usually the, the uh, other the way Stephen around is the, yeah. It mm-hmm. also said that the
1: host because they call it the main person is the host. That's right. And um that also hosts can switch over time, and it's not necessarily that n- neither of them don't have awareness of other ones existing. Um, so, so, so that that's also a bit. But so, in theory, Stephen would have needed to know that Mark existed, whereas Mark doesn't necessarily would have needed to know that Stephen existed. Mm-hmm. But what and what they say is also true and what they did very well is that the different hosts can have different skills, which I just find mm-hmm. incredible, to be honest. Yeah. Like, like because you meet Stephen as this super quirky British guy with the most British accent. I actually had to Google um, whether or not Oscar Isaac was British <laughs> because I was like
0: me, this Fun is fact, really good. fun fact. Just wanted to say this fun Please. fact about his accent. Um, he, it was not in the script that S- Stephen had a British accent. Oscar Isaac decided to put that on himself. Um, no and shit. He he did it purposely, like quite Cockney and quite like colloquial and not necessarily a good British accent because like he wanted to like Stephen. Doesn't exist all the time, right? So he kind of wanted to bring this accent in as kind of an indicator that Stephen isn't actually British. <laughs> He's just pretending to be British. But that's so. Fu- that's. I mean.
1: One really has to say Oscar Isaac was incredible oh in it. Incredible. Like, fucking hell. Like, I know people are already all over him because he's, like, pretty hot and everything. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't, like, necessarily think he's, like, woo. Like, not somebody I would look and be like, woo all over the place. Anyway, but, but,
0: fuck me, was he woo good Woo all answer. over the place. <laughs> <I'm sorry.
1: laughs> I suppose that's what people with sexual attraction would be doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, but no, he was... He's fantastic in this, and he really, um, I think he, he, like, approached the DID with a lot of sensitivity as well, Mm. um, because I think it can be really difficult for Hollywood, and I'm going to kind, not, no, I'm not, I'm gonna say something, I was gonna say I'm defending Hollywood, but I'm not, um, but I think that it can be, um, difficult to portray, like, what it actually looks like to, like, to talk to your alters, um, when you have DID, um, Mm -hmm. And some of the articles that we were reading this morning um, said that it was, like, kind of an internal conversation. Like, you could almost have, like, a little council in your in your head, like, mm-hmm. co- conversing with the altars. But, like, how, how can you portray that in media, like, in film? So the way that they did it with looking at the altar in, like, a reflection of water or mm-hmm. a mirror or glass or something, mm-hmm. um, while not necessarily accurate um, to somebody that actually has DID... For media, like I, I think it was a good way to show yeah. that you can discuss with your alters.
1: Yeah, I mean, how else are you going to portray it? Otherwise, the only thing that will you will have left is the constant flipping of, like what they did with Gollum, right? When he the mm-hmm. constant flip between camera angles of one to the, so it looks like they are talking to each other, but they are not. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel that just doesn't work in every setting so i feel that the glass thing mirrors thing was really well i think it was well done i don't know Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i think it was well done Mm. um and like when i was watching i like money i was kind of like you know is this accurate like how how is this Like, I was enjoying it, and I wasn't, like, getting any kind of red flags or warning signs that, like, this was really disrespectful or really poorly done. Um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't know for sure. So coming and and reading about it and seeing that actually, like, they did a pretty respectful job Mm -hmm. and pretty accurate reflection of DID, like that's pretty great like and i think that that says a lot about not only the the writing team but the cast and the direct directors and Mm. producers as well like that they really wanted to to highlight this sensitively and respectfully and appropriately yeah um and like because a lot of like these marvel shows like we've talked about quite a few of them they Hit on some really heavy subjects like grief and racism, um, like One Division and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, Falcon what? Winter Soldier, PTSD and Hawkeye. Oh, P- PTSD and Hawkeye. Yeah, like, mm. like th- there's a lot of stuff going on, and um, I, I'm, in my opinion, like I think they've been doing a fantastic job. So for them to continue that with, with mental health and DID is 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 really important and really great. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: and the the article in Mary Sue that you shared with me today also said they're not always getting it right, but they are like this, at least that they're getting it right now. Um wait, wait, they just they gave an example of which one wasn't so cool, but I obviously forgot again because I can't remember shit all. Um hang on. is like really Really just really and I just think it's really important as well to be like Oh, they didn't do it well with depression and Thor in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, because they made him more of a joke than like somebody that actually needs help. So I feel like it's very true. Also didn't clock it
0: when I watched it like the proper mm-hmm. asshole that I am. Um Yeah, but, but not to beat that bush all over again, but like I feel like that was also kind of an almost an accurate representation of the way that people approach depression anyways yeah um but
1: yeah so but i feel like they're really doing and it's really nice to and so necessary because big studios like all this hard work can't always be in indie films and with indie genre things because they were not hitting the masses right mm-hmm. so if shows like marvel or or streaming platforms like net like netflix start to tackle really important topics um and try to do it really well at the same time and like you have the have the right crew on the show and have the right like like people involved that are actually dealing with the stories that they're telling is just so important and it's like had to be like 2022 for shit like this to start like properly happening on a regular mm-hmm. basis and not like something that is just one one nice thing and then nothing for a very long time because every single marvel series talked about one of the one thing that had to do with like mental health or 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 other stuff like that that it also addressed then i feel that's really rare but really really fucking important Mm -hmm. so let's just hope they keep doing a good job with it yeah Yeah. and it's kind kind of good to know that when you read it that you yeah it's good that you when you then when you don't know like we didn't then read up on it and you're like well actually i did a really good job with it or like a good decent job with it and you're like oh well that's great like it still would be interesting to see that from a person that is affected obviously um mm-hmm. which didn't really have like time to find anyone <laughs> or didn't mm-hmm. even consider True. to be honest first um but but <laughs> to feel figuring reading that from like medical magazines and stuff also i'm like ah, nice your judgment for a definite based.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And then um, the other thing um, they were saying in the medical magazines and the mental health magazines was that um, uh, when alters first find out about each other, like yes, there can be conflict, but eventually they do learn to work together. Um, which you really see in like depicted in Moon Knight, um, mm-hmm. and it, it was really nice. Like, yes, they were fighting for control when they fir- like when Stephen first discovered Mark, um, and they were fighting and arguing, and like, it was. I I could sense the frustration from both of them, like yeah, for control. <laughs> yeah. Um, But then they got to this point um, when the the character was killed or temporarily taken out of action or something. And, like, we had an episode um, where Mark was in a mental hospital and Arthur um, was the, like, the psychiatrist trying to treat him. Um, And it's only Mark there. But, like, so he kind of escapes and he goes and he he finds Mark, or, sorry, he finds Stephen um, like in a sarcophagus and when he releases him like they embrace and they they start mm-hmm. to work as a team from then on and i think like it's really interesting to see um the way that that teamwork developed and like mm. going going kind of back for for each other and and working together um because like when they do work together um in moon knight like as moon knight and mr knight because Steven also gets his own like persona and like all outfit and everything. Um, that was hilarious and also yeah. reminded me
1: a lot of the mask.
0: Totally. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, cuz it was really cool that like not only did Mark have like Moon Knight uh, the badass assassin, there was also, like, Steven, who had Mr. Knight in this suit. And, um, like, it was really cool to to see that the two alters of, like, Mark Spector, there was two alters of Moon Knight, um, mm. kind of reflecting the, the different personalities. But when they worked together um, in the last few episodes of the show, it, like, it was really awesome to see, like, like how that worked. Um, but then there were a few instances where... Neither of them admitted to doing the thing. Yeah. And so that was kind of like, oh, so is there more, more people here? Yeah. More altars here, and um, there are. There are. As we find out in in the last scene, the extra scene as Mar- Marvel always does.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious how that's gonna go. I was already thinking that when. Like I feel like it's not something where where you're super surprised in the end when the person shows up because mm-hmm. they already hinted at it somehow.
0: Yeah. Like, um, his name is Jake Lockley and he is an absolute merciless killer. Like, violence does not yeah. phase this this altar at all. Um, and he was always there to Uh, do the very, very, very hard things of, like, murder and violence and no mercy at all. Um, Like, even to the point that, like, Mark, who is a, like, a trained mercenary, like, the things that he Mm -hmm. wouldn't even do or didn't even want to do. Like, there was a scene where um, he wanted to, like, take some of the bad guy's uh, prisoner to interrogate them afterwards. But then the next thing any of them knew, like all of them were completely dead like Mm. slaughtered Um, and I mean I'm curious
1: how they're gonna do that in the next episodes and the next season Mm -hmm. how they're gonna because there was already this conflict of this moral conflict of Stephen not being able to properly deal with Mark because Mark was killing people Um, Mm -hmm. and so how that's gonna go i'm actually really interested in in that
0: yeah i'm i'm excited i like moon knight um i think it was a really great show um and i think like i loved it because for many many reasons and i also loved it as a brand new character with like a show that had no characters that we've seen in any way shape or form before yeah um and just being like, oh, yeah, this was good. Like, I'm excited about this new generation of Marvel mm. um, Marvel superheroes coming in because yeah. they are different and they are really great. Yeah. Yeah, it's true.
1: And it's good to see that you kind of also get used to. New things. That sounds like really like as if I'm ninety now or whatever. You are ninety And then. it's same but at the same time, same with thing with eternals, right? You were like, I kinda am not super into them, but you weren't into all of all of the other ones as well immediately from the start. So I'm like <laughs> I didn't like Thor a lot in the first two movies. Made the, who the are third you? movie for But he, I didn't like this blonde dude who was just smashing glasses like didn't like I was like yeah ha funny but like really enjoying it was the Thor Ragnarok that's that's where mm-hmm. I was like you're funny you're not just like this whatever ha 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 I'm a god throw my <laughs> shit or whatever you could see like the personal growth growth in, in Thor as well I feel like mm-hmm. so that's why I'm also excited totally. for Thor Love and Thunder because mm-hmm. it's also like his journey of what is he gonna do when he's not who is he supposed to be? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, new new characters. Yeah, definitely. Also, yeah, like... no, it's
0: great. And we've got Ms. Marvel coming soon as well. Oh, I'm so Next excited! Next month in June, I think she's I out. That's gonna be epic. I'm very excited for that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel that's more that's that one that's more aimed towards the younger audience, which is great. Maybe. Um. Um. I also read. I already read the first comic I feel like I think finished it so it's um, so I, I think parts of it won't necessarily surprise me loads mm-hmm. unless it's like way more sorry, which probably that probably is um, but yeah uh, weekly or do you mean Tom says he feels Miss Marvel is going to be weekly and that's going to make him weekly as in they're going to release one episode every week didn't they do like that with Moon Knight as well with like all the Marvel TV shows It's so I just hate this new system. Give me them
0: all. It's the old system.
1: Fuck the old system. (laughs) There was a reason that was gone. Nobody needs this shit anymore. Now we want to binge crap. Give me crap to binge. I don't want to wait. I'm going to I lose more interest when I have to wait because I then forget that I have to watch it. I don't want this. (laughs) I want to binge it at once. I want to want to want to dive into it. I want to suck it up. Fully, and then I don't want to think about it ever again. Don't make me go to it every week. That's like so 1990s. I've done that. Thanks. Thank you. Next. No, don't want it. We have that conversation at home all the time. The weirdo's like, they fucking do this fucking release every fucking week. And I'm like, what? So, such, such crap that, such crap. Especially, especially. <laughs> Because they have it already. It's not that they keep filming it. They've done it all. Give it to me immediately. Fuck that. Yes. Hard stop I watched eight times already. That's like, I give them views anyway. Like, what do they want from me? Very sore topic
0: for me, this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I see that, yes. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Money wants to watch it all at once and doesn't want to suck it every week. Exactly. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, and on that, you know, glorious soliloquy rant. I think uh, I don't have anything else to say about Moon Knight other than I love no. it. Please more.
1: Yes. Do we know when the next season is coming out? Oops. No, of course
0: not. Of course not.
1: It's oh, not next yeah. week. I can tell you that. I made it. I made it past the shock that we. I don't know when Loki is next going to come out. So I feel like I can deal with
0: that. It's true. But yeah. Um, so yeah that's it that's it from Geek Caring. that's it for Moon Knight and um, we're reviewing another episode, uh, another TV show in two weeks so make sure that you're hanging out with us for that we'll see you then we might have mentioned it once or twice I might have mentioned it
1: once or twice <laughs> oh yeah She-Hulk <gasps> is it out the new trailer fuck me I need to watch that she-Hulk trailer is do, out, so everybody go watch the She-Hulk trailer. Well, but you don't, don't do trailers? trailers? Nope. Aww. Okay. Okay. Then you should probably also not have watched the Wonder Woman fucking trailer, because that was just such false advertising.
0: <laughs> Fuck that. That's <laughs> true. That's why I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Understandable. Alright, see you again in two weeks for another amazing episode of Geek <laughs> Bye! If you like this episode of Key Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com.